Joey D, and you're listening to the Nordonia We Need to Talk Podcast Network, brought to you by NordoniaHills.News, recorded in the Gary Miller Studio. And today I am once again sitting down with Chris Wilerski from C and D Plumbing. Well, hello, Chris. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you, Julie? I'm rocking as usual. Good. So last time we talked about things that could get stuck in the toilet. We did. And you talked to me the next day and you told me what story? Yeah, ironically, my wife dropped her bracelet down the toilet and flushed the toilet a few times. And uh, so it turns out that that never had happened before. But it did that day and I had to fish out her Pandora bracelet. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I actually thought it made it all the way through, but it didn't. I'm a little nervous about like whatever we talk about today is going to happen Happen tomorrow. Yeah, I know. That could that could be. <laughs> I hope not. So, according to my notes, the topic today is frozen pipes. That's right. Frozen pipes. We've been having, uh, well, not so much now, but in the past few weeks, we've been having some pretty cold weather. Well, and I know, it, like you said, it's nice right now, but we're still in January, so it could turn for the worst any moment now. Right. January and February is always a cold month. So, What do we need to know about frozen pipes? And how to avoid them. Well, not only is it temperature that freezes pipes, certainly temperature can freeze the pipe, but mostly it's the wind that's blowing on the pipe that will cause it to freeze. So that's the important thing. If there's any kind of gaps or cracks someplace that's blowing into your basement, crawl space, outside wall, like a kitchen, kitchen sink seems to be a good one. A lot of times the water lines are on the outside wall in the kitchen. And if you can... Stop the air infiltration from coming in. You have a good chance of keeping your pipes from freezing. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. So, obviously, we know about cracks and stuff now. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there any way that we... Are we supposed to wrap our pipes in socks or something? Uh, You can. I'm not a big proponent of socks or pipe insulation. It helps. It helps a little bit. But, uh, yeah, certainly if... It's not going to hurt, if again, if we use the kitchen sink as an example. If you have water on and say, coming up in the cabinet that you can get to close to the outside wall, and it's kind of drafty in there to begin with, maybe your house is older, it doesn't have insulation, you can certainly get uh, pipe insulation and uh, put it on there. It takes a few minutes. It'll, it'll, it can be one line of defense. There's uh, foam insulation or fiberglass insulation. Fiberglass is probably a little bit better. Offers a little more uh, R-value insulation. Fiberglass, always uh, just the sound of it makes me itch. Me too. Makes me itch. But it's not like asbestos. No, it's not like asbestos at all. Fiberglass is safe. so. Well, that's good. Right. I have a question, have a qu- Chris. Go right ahead. Question. I love questions. <laughs> the uh, handle on my faucet. No, I was just going to say, are you waiting for your kitchen sink faucet handle? <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, um, so the people at home don't know, but uh, the handle on my faucet broke. Right. And I thought that I was going to need a whole new kitchen. A whole new kitchen? <laughs> just because of the kitchen sink faucet. Exactly. The handle, you right. know, and then it's like, so um, what you um, let me know, which I thought was a great tip, is we can just buy a new handle. Right. Your faucet happens to be a Delta. It's very easy to get parts for. Uh, everybody knows Delta in the supply house world, so... We can certainly fix faucets like that, especially yours, which, by the way, your 
faucet handle is in at the supply house. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Well, that's okay. I mean, I thought that we were just going to have to get a whole new system, and I thought it was going to be a big deal. So it's right. nice to know you can handle it. Very well done. <laughs> <laughs> I can handle it. <laughs> you can handle just about anything plumbing-wise. That's true. If one handle breaks off and, say, the maintenance person doesn't get to it, they put vice grips on there. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to take it on and off, and you don't have that slipping problem. Right, so right. So you just clamp it on there. Right. It, I mean, it looks nice. You have, you know, the the cold crystal handle, and then the center one for the diverter, and then, you know, the vice grips yeah. clamped out of the hot. Yeah, it's it really, um, it's like shabby chic. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of um, issues have you been dealing with lately? Lately, it's been pretty much the... Usual? Usual stuff, same old thing, yeah. You know, toilets, faucets, nothing out of it. I actually, as a matter of fact, I, going back to the freeze-ups, I was at a Cleveland company called Empire Plow down, well, it's in the east side of Cleveland, East 65th. And we were there for, I think we had, we were there for three days and had, I think the two of us, we had 40 man hours in just fixing freeze-ups throughout their building. All the way, inch, half inch, all the way up to four inch pipe just broke all throughout the building. So, yeah, there was a lot of time spent there. Wow. That would have been a big job then. Yeah, it was pretty expensive. It, uh, by not stopping the air infiltration in that old building, which I mean is pretty hard to do, but, uh, as cold as it got with the wind blowing through the old windows and some of the panes of glass are missing, um, it caused quite a bit of damage for them. You plan on being at the expo in March? I will be at the expo in March. Well, people can meet you in person. They can. I know a lot of people have been asking, uh, I'm calling you asking if, uh, well, how they can get a hold of me and, and, you know, appearances and when they could meet me. Exactly. You know, so you should have like your signature pen ready. I will. I'll have my Sharpie ready. Um, hopefully there won't be too long of a line, but you know, just be patient. I'll get to you. Well, and they can always take selfies with you. Absolutely. A lot of people ask me, Chris, can I take a selfie with you? You know, we, we've heard a lot about you and, uh, you know, I'm still sure, you know, I always have time for we little sh- people. We should probably say that the, um, expo is March 24th at Nordonia High School. That's right. And there will be some other businesses there too. There will be. I always see you there. Yes, I'm your always there. spot. Yeah, well, I'm hoping to have the same spot. We'll not. We'll see. Right as you walk in the door, you'll see her. And um, the um, I happen to know that the Nordonia High School mascot Lance will be at the expo this Lance year. Lance will That's be one there. of the first things. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, I didn't see him last year there. No, um, he has a new coach this year. Oh, is that right? Yes. So he's been out and about more. So oh. I will make sure he visits your booth. I hope. Yeah, that's good. It's always good to see Lance. So, do you ever do any plumbing for institutions like schools? Sometimes, yeah. Apartment buildings, schools. Uh, recently, I was at a condo complex uh, a little south of here, closer to Akron, doing backflow testing. But, yeah, certainly work at schools. What's backflow testing? Backflow is a device that is on certain water lines to prevent the basically the reversal of flow of water in a potable water system so it doesn't back up into the city main and contaminate the main aren't this like they're supposed to test that every year once a year right annually is the test frequency a lot of people around here you really wouldn't have it in your house but you would have it um on your irrigation system lawn irrigation system outside 
That you mean the be, ditch? No, no, not the ditch. <laughs> that's my lawn irrigation <laughs> that, system. That's your irrigation system? No, not the ditch, but uh, yeah, on the lawn irrigation system. And, and you uh, like sprinklers? Right. You always have the fancy word for things. Oh, right, right. I do. <laughs> so I do have a question from one of our listeners. Okay. Is it better to have copper plumbing or plastic plumbing? Well, I don't know that one is necessarily better than the other. There are pros and cons with both. Uh, copper certainly has been around for a very long time, and there's nothing wrong with copper water lines. Uh, the knock on it now is versus plastic is the expense, and still there is a little bit, not so much anymore because the price of copper is down a little bit, uh, not so much the stealing of the scrap as right. for copper pipe for a scrap like it used to be a few years back. Plastic is okay also because it's inexpensive. There's, It's easy to install, and uh, it, it goes uh, it goes in pretty quick. So there's, uh, I don't know that one is any better than the other. It's, uh, it, it's more preference, and uh, if price is a concern, then, you know, copper may not be the way to go. And again, there's nothing wrong with plastic. Pax pipe. I think it's, you know, kind of a stigma that's in movies, you know. It's like, mm. if the plumber's pushing copper pipes, then mm. maybe his kids need braces or something. Right, exactly. You got, <laughs> got it right. I tell people that all the time. Got to finish the house in Boca, so I'm going right. to redo the house in copper. Forget the pecs. Exactly. Right, right. So right. it's good to know that plastic is 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 a good option then. Yeah, and almost uh, new construction and, and quite a bit of new construction. That's almost uh, all they use exclusively because, again, there's a couple of things you can you can do a lot of home runs where you can run it from like a manifold or the water main in one long pipe, say to a faucet that's a hundred feet away without any kind of um, joints or fittings or connections to leak. So there's a there's an advantage in that regard, and and again, the price is, is the more you know determining factor. Right. Right. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we did have another question. Someone wanted to know. For a condo, what, like, who's responsible for the plumbing? Right. I get this question all the time. Um, it, it really depends on how the bylaws are written in the, from the condo association. But generally, the person who owns the condo is responsible for what's inside the unit. To the wall, sometimes the piping to, like, the main stack. And then from that point on, the association is responsible. But you are definitely responsible in a condo for what's inside your unit. For example, if your kitchen sink backs up in your condo and the plumber comes out and snakes it and determines that it was something very close to the wall or basically that was in your unit, you as the owner would be responsible for that. Now, if your problem happens to be down the line 30 feet where it's clearly past your unit and down either in the ground or somewhere else, then... It's the responsibility of the association at that point. Now, what if I had an apartment? How is that different? Apartment, usually everything that is needs to be taken care of maintenance-wise in an apartment is usually the responsibility of the landlord or the, or the, the building owner. Um, so anything that would happen in your apartment, plumbing-wise, for example, would be taken care of by the landlord. If you had a blocked up kitchen sink and it needed to be snaked, it really wouldn't matter where the block is. If it's in the trap under your sink or if it's 30 feet down the line, it still doesn't matter. It would be the responsibility of the building owner. Now, um, I don't know if you have anything to do with, like, if when there's flooding in a house or an apartment, 
Um, is there anything that people can do to prevent flooding or is that more of a, like a, if pipes burst? Yeah, there's not a whole lot you can do there, uh, especially if someone's not home. Uh, it's a condo. I've had this happen many times before throughout past winters. Um, in condos, a lot of times for snowbirds, people go to Florida and they leave when the weather is warm. And maybe they don't have somebody checking on their house. Maybe they didn't leave the furnace at the right temperature. So they take off and go to Florida. Well, then if we have a cold snap or a bad winter, a pipe breaks in their unit. No one's there to shut the water off, you know, and then it, then it floods until somebody can get in there and shut the water off. And it affects, of course, everybody, everybody, right? And water, as you know, can cause a lot of damage. Such a simple thing, right? But yeah, I've seen that many times uh, in a few condo associations where the same situation happened, where someone went to Florida for the winter. By the time I got there, there you couldn't walk up the driveway because there was about two inches of ice on the driveway oh. from the water. Water was pouring out underneath the front door. You couldn't walk up on the front steps because it was all ice. You had to walk on the grass. And uh, nobody could get in. Condo, so it's not like an apartment where the manager or the superintendent would have keys to let you in. Right. So we had to contact the management company. And it was time to make a decision i mean how long are we going to let the water run because by the time you get cleveland water out there that could be days and it's the winter time it's not right. going to be easy to find a shut off anyway so the decision had to be made how are we going to get in the house and i put the pipe wrench on the doorknob and twisted it off but the deadbolt was still locked and i couldn't do anything there so we ended up i ended up breaking the window with the hammer and uh crawled in there and walked to the water main and shut it off and it, I remember that one specifically. It was a hot water line going to the bathtub on the second floor. There's three inches of water on the first floor. All the drywall on the first floor had fallen down onto wow. the carpet, onto all the furniture, uh, onto the dining, a real nice dining room table. And the drywall is just laying all over that and in the kitchen. And again, too, you got to remember, it's water, you know, finds its way everywhere. Every single kitchen drawer was full of water. Oh, my. You know, kitchen sink was full. You know, there's again, there was a couple inches of water throughout the whole place. All the carpeting was soaked. And like I said, all the drywall on the first floor had basically just fallen because it was saturated. Wow. Yeah. I never thought about the drywall falling. Oh, yeah. That's a big I mean, you thing. kind of imagine things floating, you know. Um, but that was a major problem. Yeah. So what would you recommend people keep their furnaces at, like the temperature? I would say keep it at least at 50. And... I wouldn't just trust that alone. You, you really need someone to check on it. Yeah, check on the house because you can, you know anything could happen. Your furnace could malfunction. You know something like you could have a power outage for a while, so where you know you don't have any heat. Right. You know, it wouldn't, no matter what it is, electric or if it's you know or if it's gas, you know, boiler, whatever. No power is not going to run anything. So yeah, you, you really need to have somebody once a week come at least once a week and and, and take a look. You know, or or leave a key with a you know a neighbor, a neighbor, or you know somebody from say the condo association, right? You know, the president of the association or someone on the board, and say, can you you know check on my house you know once a week to make sure that you know there's not any problem during the winter. Well, we have some more questions. We do. We have another question. Another caller. <laughs> well, they didn't call. Mm. They, oh, they didn't call. They sent a message today. Oh, they used the website and sent questions in. Yes, Great. it's amazing what the internet can do. And the interweb, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I don't know what I would do without it. Yeah. <laughs>
Okay, so um, why do pipes bang when you turn the water off? Some uh, that would most of the time that would be air hammer, and when you shut anything that will like quick close will send a shock wave down the pipe and cause it to bang. Sometimes, and if the pipe is loose and somewhere like not uh, strapped down tight enough, that all that's will cause a bang. Is that something that we should check when we hear something like that? It's kind of hard to do. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to fix if that's the problem because it just most of the times the pipes aren't exposed to where you can see that, hey, this pipe is loose. I need to tighten the clamp down to make sure it doesn't bang around. I mean, yeah, there are air hammer arresters that can be put on that um, will lessen the, you know, the air hammer, but uh, that doesn't always work. Okay, so more questions. Wow. The phone lines are lit up tonight. <laughs> All of them are lit. Yeah, it's wow. Just saying, be patient, people. We'll get to your calls. <laughs> exactly. Well, we may have to get to these some next time. We maybe. might have to. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, we only have so much studio time here. Yes. What differences are there between shutoff valves? Basically, I, there's two types. There would be, like, for your house, there would be, like, a stop and waste valve which or a ball valve. That's probably what... Uh, the caller's asking about uh, a ball valve is just a people call it a lever style you see one lever on there and you would turn that a quarter turn and it either turns it on or opens up the valve and the other one a stop and waste or a gate valve and we'll use gate valve that would be just like it sounds it's, it's like you're lifting a door as you turn the handle it'd be a round circular handle and as you turn it you would basically raise something up and then as you go to close it you lower Lower it down to wow. the seat. And that is a very descriptive it. name. Mm-hmm. Gate valve. All right. So I have one more. One more before we go tonight? Before we go. Is that from Mary in Bedford? Is it? No. 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 Do you know a Mary? Uh, yeah. Bedford? I thought she, she said she was going to call tonight. She was going to try and get in. She had a, uh, well, that's all right. Well, well you know, we had a lot of lights Mary, flashing. Just call next week, Mary. We'll get to you. Be patient. Please. All right. So what causes low water pressure? Well, low water pressure can be from a couple of things. One would be, simple things would be make sure that the main valve is turned on all the way. Uh, secondly, you might be in an area that has relatively low water pressure from the city, or if you have a well, uh, typically you're not going to have the best pressure. Um, other things could be old pipe, for example, galvanized pipe that would be you know, starting to corrode on the inside. Oh, we didn't talk about galvanized. No, we didn't talk about galvanized, which uh, gets corroded on the inside. And then, you know, instead of, say, having a half inch or three quarter inch opening on the inside, maybe that's cut in half. And um, that would be along the length of the pipe itself. And then when you get the fittings like elbows, 90s and 45s, those seem to corrode a little bit more. And that all restricts the water. The flow. That's right. The GPMs. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. What is GPM? Count for a minute. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, see that? Throwing down the knowledge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that buildup doesn't happen with plastic pipes then? No, it doesn't happen with plastic, nor does it happen with copper. Well, that's an advantage. And mm, definitely. So, so galvanized piping, you don't use that anymore for like new installations. And that's right. For that reason. Right. Wow, There's, that makes sense. Right. There's better options out there. Wow. Well, that's mm-hmm. great. I... This is like a pipe dream. I'm learning so much. Wow. <laughs> you know, I, I restrict. I, I don't even, like, spill out all the puns I know about water and was pipes. That, 
<laughs> seemed to be doing pretty good, though. Well, if only, you know, I didn't want this to be the water pun or the plumber pun show, but it could be. But it could very well be. So yeah, I'm going to spread that. them out over the course of the next Right. Don't episodes. use them all up in one show. Please. Right. Exactly. That's right. that's what I'm trying to do. So anything so, else to come to your mind now that no. we're talking about all these uh, pipes and flows? and? No, I think that's about it. But, ladies and gentlemen, keep your cards and emails and questions coming. You know how to get a hold of Julie. Yes, um, I will have my information at the bottom of this podcast. So you guys can let us know what you're having issues with in your home, condo right. or apartment. Absolutely. Condo, apartment, house, whatever you got. Pop tent in the backyard. We can help you out. Maybe a, a treehouse. Maybe. You know, I would, I would like to see if you install plumbing there. Right. So would I. Well, this is Chris and Julie signing off. See you later. Bye-bye.